Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of 527 Underground Podcast, where we talk about comic books and comic book related themes, including Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, anime, webtoons, and whatever crosses our minds. We're your hosts, Teddy and Maria, and we offer two different points of views, one of an avid collector, which is me, and the other as an excited fan. Which is me. Hey babe, how you doing? Hanging in there as usual. Hanging <laughs> in there, I hear you. Long day? As usual. As usual, I hear you, babe. <laughs> well, this should be fun. At least we get to work together and um, start this podcast, which is going to be quite interesting. Um, I wanted to talk about something that I saw this week, which I'm sure everyone else has saw, which was the trailer or the teaser for the Shane Chi, excuse me, um, Master of the Ten Rings movie. Uh, what did you think? Um, for a teaser for a teaser right it was pretty good yeah I, I'm looking forward to definitely seeing more trailers you know um, yeah I mean yeah you're looking wait. forward to seeing more trailers I'm looking forward to seeing the movie this I teaser mean, was it for, it for me let's be real like I want to make sure they don't get pushed back even more know. you know that's because true production too. was pushed back because of COVID and then yeah. something else may happen God forbid and then, you know but yeah. I'm looking forward to whatever is thrown yeah the release date was supposed to be, it's supposed to be later this year correct if I'm not mistaken yes I actually do have the release date uh, it's supposed to be released September third. Nice, nice. Of this year. Nice. That's gonna be that's gonna be really good. Something to look forward to. Um, I I I like what I see so far of the of the trailer. Um, it looks exciting. It looks promising. The action looks promising. Like really, really some good martial arts um action, and uh, just a little bit of Shang Chi's uh, bio and origin. Uh, so for, for for the most part, he first appeared in the comics in the Marvel comics called Special Marvel Edition number 15. It was called The Hands of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. That's how the comics were related to him actually as, as the Master of Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. And it was created in 1973. And it was also created by Steve Englehart and Jim Starlin. Now... The name Jen Stalin may ring a bell for those comic book enthusiasts. He is responsible for creating such characters as Thanos, Gamora, and I'm missing someone else. I believe he, he created Thanos, Gamora, Master Kim, oh, and Drax the Destroyer, how can I forget? Which, funny enough, all those characters actually made their first appearance in the Iron Man comic book, Iron Man number 55. But, uh, not to digress, um, that the character came out in the 1970s, uh, Shang-Chi, that is, and it came out during that whole martial arts craze in the 70s, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, where we started having a lot of martial arts and kung fu uh, movies, along with the whole black exploitation movies around mm-hmm. the time. Comic books was also a reflection of that as well. And Shang-Chi was one of those characters that Marvel had created. Um, and it was very popular when it actually came out in the early 70s it ran over a hundred issues and it did very well until you know for its first run and I think it ended its run like in the early or mid 80s actually around 1985 but it's really really good um, and he throughout the comic throughout his comic book he's been a member of the Avengers the secret Avengers he's currently a member of the agents of Atlas right now and a little bit little quick thing about his bio so, how it reads in the comic book is, 
He was trained at birth from his father to be a great martial artist. Um, later on, we find out that his father had sent him out to a mission to take care of someone, of an arch enemy of his father's, which his father had had lied to and stated that the person that he was going to kill was actually a threat to peace. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi unknowingly did what he was told. But he did have conflicting issues about doing that. And, you know, Shang-Chi, a stunning martial arts, had a question, well, why, in the form, why is it that he's actually using his knowledge as a weapon in regards to killing someone, taking the life of a man? But he does at his father's bidding to later find out that his father is actually the villain. Mm. And to his surprise and dismay, he is so distraught with that... Um, not not remorse, but with all that guilt of doing what he uh, what he did, and then vowing to take um, not revenge, but vowing to never work for his father again, and to always try to make sure that his father's plans would never come into fruition. Which is, of course, for every evil person, world domination. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's basically a brief, very brief bio as to Shang Chi's uh, origin. Okay. And throughout throughout the uh, his comic book history, he's been known to team up with everyone in the Marvel Universe. Wolverine, Spider-Man, Captain America. He has taught characters like Spider-Man. And he has actually sparred with characters like Captain America and Wolverine. And in addition to that, he is known as the best, in my opinion, the best hand-to-hand combat martial artist superhero in the Marvel Universe. Hands does he have down. any special powers besides no, training? No, he does not. Okay. Which makes it even more impressive. He does not have any special abilities of that nature. He's just highly trained in several forms of martial arts and all the different forms of Kung Fu. And it's so funny. There's an there's a issue where he actually taught Spider-Man Master Kung Fu because Spider-Man had lost his spider sense mm-hmm. and if it wasn't if it wasn't for Shang-Chi Spider-Man would not have been able to do what he had to do in his you know in uh, defeating his villain at the time but yeah Shang-Chi very interesting character I can't wait to see the movie I think it's going to be exciting um, I'm really liking the fact that they're choosing these unknown characters from the mm-hmm. library and giving them their shine I think it's really great exciting I can't wait okay Sounds good to me, man. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be exciting, and the actors look uh, pretty good too. Simon Liu was gonna play Shang Chi. Aquafina, Aquafina is gonna be in the film. No telling who she's gonna play yet, but uh, she's she's a great actress. Funny, Um, I I don't know what more to say about her. She's really great. Mm -hmm. All right, sounds cool. Well, I got some information here Mm -hmm. about uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay, hit me. All right. So we know that Russell Crowe is in Thor and Love and Thunder. Did you know that? You may have made mention of it before. I'm not. Well, if you didn't, yes. I know. Yes, yeah, go. Well, hit me. Okay. So it so happens because people didn't know who he was supposed to be playing. Okay. It so happens oh that we found out. Oh, boy. Who he's playing. Oh boy, who is he gonna play? Zeus. What? Oh my god! Now, in gosh. a way, 
if Christian Bale is playing Gore, Gore. Yes. the God Butcher, yes. which basically his mission is to kill off the gods in the Marvel oh Universe as gosh. revenge for not helping out his family, his family. when they prayed right. for the help. Right, right. Um, then obviously there may be one of the gods that he's going after is Zeus. Oh my. Well. But at the same time, uh-huh. something else opens up. Yes. Because, of course, they did a little bit more digging. Yes. You've mentioned to me in the past that yep. Thor yep. is homies yes. with Hercules. Yes. Could this be the possibility that maybe they may also introduce Hercules? Hercules, yes. Who happens to be another great character in the Marvel Universe. Another Avenger. And then also you mentioned to me before that She-Hulk... Ah. Also hooked up with Hercules. <laughs> yes, in the past. And then they're also making a show on She-Hulk. Hmm. I see where you're going with this. I'm just saying. That might be kind of a stretch for now. But well, I see what you're going with. I'm just this, saying yeah. that these are possibilities for extra characters coming into play. But I... Zeus. Yeah. He himself wow. said that he was zoozing around the studio no way. because he had to like ride his back from one place to another. So that's that was that great. was like breaking that's news great. and stuff. You mean wait, wait, you mean they found another Australian actor? That's being filmed That's in, being filmed in Australia. In Australia or New Zealand. Of course. Just like the director and the actor and the other actor and the other actor. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. That is great. But I like the fact that if Russell Crowe plays Zoo, it's so funny because when you mention him in the movie, I could not think of any iconic character that he could play of that stature other than a god, like a great god, like someone like an Odin. But, of course, mm-hmm. Odin's already filled with Anthony Hopkins playing that role. But to bring in now the Greek gods and have Zeus, which later on, as we know, as you just mentioned, they could also possibly bring in Hercules. Yeah, that would be cool. Yep. That would be cool. Oh, wow. And that is news from an excited fan. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That is great. I have some other news. Hit me. Hit me. That I received. Okay. Through my email. Through your. Oh, wow. Ah. Which was really odd. I was just like, the chances of this happening this year are slim. Slim? Oh, You know? I'm upset that I didn't get it through my email yet. You probably did. Did you check your email today? I did. I did check my email. You know Then you ain't special. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm kidding, wow. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. No, no. Uh, in all seriousness, no. I did receive an email, mm-hmm. which from ReadPop. And for those who don't know who ReadPop is, it's the company that actually um, launches the Comic Cons. At least a lot of the bigger known Comic Cons, like San Diego Comic Con. Um, they, they don't do San Diego Comic Con. I am wrong. But they That's do. Okay. But they do. Um... I was on the impression that they did San Diego Comic Con. Are you I'll sure? double check. I'm almost certain that they do not. Okay. But I'll double check. All right. Well, these are the ones that they will be doing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I received an email from Repop, and pretty much they are announcing that they're going to be doing in-person events. Oh man. So, how are they going to pull off doing these comic cons and this is not just new york this is florida comic con Mm -hmm. miami beach convention center right september 10th to the 12th right new york comic con at jacob javits right uh october 7th to the 10th 10th, right emerald city comic con washington state right 
um, December second uh, to the fifth, and C two E two, right, at McCormick Place, um, and December ten to the to the twelfth, right. So, you know, anyone that has ever been to a comic book convention, or I guess in any convention, mm-hmm. it's crowded. Right, comic book conventions <laughs> are super crowded. Yes, they are. <laughs> you know, it's all about being packed into a space and trying to go from one place to another that will take you about 45 minutes yeah. <laughs> because you're just like yeah. tiny stepping your way through without 45 trying to minutes to work you know to walk five uh, feet yeah you're absolutely <laughs> right so you but know I honestly didn't see that happening this year because of COVID right you know so how are they going to pull this off? Yeah. I did read a little bit further. They are definitely working very hard into, you know, making sure that everyone is safe. Um, they did list a series of rules for the time being. Mm. Um, this is just their first announcement. So obviously there's going to be more information coming in. Right. And as it comes in, I'll definitely be updating everybody. Right. Um, but for example, uh, they said that they will be running all shows at reduced capacity. That makes sense. That's the first Attendance thing. and badges will be very limited so that they can ensure social distancing. Mm-hmm. So it's already a mother yeah. trying to get tickets mm-hmm. to Comic-Con on a regular situation. At least in New York Comic-Con. New York Comic-Con. Right. I cannot speak for the other ones because I haven't had the pleasure to go to the other comic, to the other right. comic book conventions. Right. But... Um, well, just a backtrack a bit. We do know that San Diego Comic Con this year has been canceled. Yes, that. they have been canceled, yeah. um, but I think it was because it's still too. It too was soon. too soon. But San Diego Comic Con usually uh, um, occurs in July, so it would be too soon. Yeah, to do anything. this the yeah. the the closest one that they're talking about is in September. Right. So they're thinking, well, between now and September, mm. maybe more vaccinations are happening. They're trying yeah. to do predictions more, to see Yeah, they'll probably what's latch possible. with the limitations. Right. Yeah, so yeah, sure. it, it will be too soon to do it in July mm-hmm. or end of June, huh? whichever, whenever they do it for San right. Diego. Um, so, yeah. So they'll be running um, all shows at reduced capacity. Second, they are requiring approved face coverings. For all individuals attending the events, including all exhibitors and staff, mm. they all got to be wearing the mask at mm. all times while you're on the premises. Sure, sure. Okay. Totally understandable. Mm. Um, there'll be temperature screenings upon entry. Mm. So they're going to be checking everybody as mm. they're walking in. Right. Um, they will increase sanitation and cleaning with enforced physical distancing. Mm. I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, if they decide to do that, then, you know, great. Hopefully they'll continue to do that uh, in the future. Yeah. We all yeah. know why. Yes, of course. Um, you know, it's a, con- it's, a, it's a very stacked place and it gets funky in there. So and not just that. Even with limited capacity in a, in a convention or in a venue as Jacob Javits, there's no telling. I mean, we don't know yet and we're still waiting for details, but there's no telling how they'll be able to... Make ensure sure the crowd is that sparse. crowds right and make to ensure that the crowds are you know staying six feet apart or uh, staying at some type of social distance and because it's a great space, open space, and you know crowds tend to gather I'm throughout certain exhibitions. If they're limiting the amount of people that are coming in, they're going to also limit the amount of people that are being exhibitors 
That's true too. To but allow now, for spacing. But now the question also then becomes as a business, as as a venue, as Jacob Javits business, are they going to utilize the entire venue? for Comic-Con, knowing that there's going to be a limited capacity or limited uh, group of people. Well, I was assume that they need to do that so they can allow for uh, distancing. Because, true, but... Why close off a section? I, I understand, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. To close off a section? to Just allow... one small section, no. possibly. No, I mean, they're already we'll doing see. that anyway. Artist Alley in New York was closed off for a couple of years now. Okay. Artist Alley, remember, you go down that long corridor, right. and right. then you, it opens up to a certain section. They ended right. up moving Artist Alley now to the lower level, which it were where it was originally. Right. You know, so, um, again, how are they going to pull this off? I don't know. They haven't, they only gave very little information. Mm-hmm. I think they're also trying to figure out how they're going to be doing these things. Right. Um, and they said, again, how are they going to pull this off? I don't know if they're being sarcastic. Right. And I mean, definitely, if they're being sarcastic, because lots of times when they write these emails or when they when they write letters and stuff like that, they're trying to keep it happy and, you know, um, just realistic in the way that they talk to people. Right. You know, they're not being True. disrespectful in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But sarcasm is part of their, you know, yeah. part of their fun. <laughs> yeah. So they said that they'll also adopt a firm, no handshake, no high five, <laughs> and no hug policy. Jeez. So... <laughs> Again, I don't know if they're just being sarcastic with that. I think they are because I'm like, how are they going to really go around? They'll give doing you a stern that? look with they're a smile. They're literally <laughs> telling people, start practicing your air high fives. There you you go. know? Yeah. Um, so, is this good news? I guess it is. Um, it, it's, it's an exciting. It's, something that people can probably look forward to right. I don't know how they're going to go about in terms of selling tickets mm. I don't know how they're going to go about um, enforcing the social distancing how they're going to be uh, enforcing the face coverings mm. you know mm. I already feel a certain type of way sometimes when they have certain guards yeah. um, at Comic Con yeah I can only speak for New York because that's the only one that I've been to. Mm-hmm. But they usually have different guard companies that are watching. And there's a set that's a little bit disrespectful. They feel they could bully people yeah. as they're coming in and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that's not cool. You yeah. know, they got to change that policy. So now I'm like, okay, are these people going to, if they're using the same security mm-hmm. firm, mm-hmm. Um, are they going to be even harder? Or you know, be even more disrespectful than what they've been in the past. I think that um, that's a that's a good point that you raise. We experienced something um, along those lines multiple uh, times. Multiple times. Although I have to say, last year and pr- probably the year prior, uh, not as much or not as bad, I should say. Well, that's because there was no cosplay being done. There wasn't any. Co- oh no, not. I'm sorry. Forgive me. We didn't have a Comic Con last year, period. Right. But the year before, there was no cosplay uh, being done. We didn't have any cosplay. No, we did not do that. It was it was not done. No well, one in well, our not that, no no one in our group did cosplay. No, right. No one in our group did cosplay, but there was cosplay. No, Comic-Con. there was definitely cosplay. Right. I'm saying no one in our party did cosplay, and right. that's usually when we had the biggest issue, where right. they went as far as to breaking. The st- mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know the, the stuff staff and the, the staff the and all staff, these things. Yeah. And mind you, we followed all um, 
rules yeah. in terms of what fake weaponry mm-hmm. and all this stuff. It, it was it was just it's minute things, but I, you know the way that they talk to people and stuff like that. The people in New York City Comic Con when they go there, everyone is all excited about the same thing. No one is causing any issues. You know, it's a big crowd of places. It's easy to start a ruckus, and there is no ruckus being there, mm-hmm. uh, being done there. So, I do hope that it is successful at the end of the day because that area makes a shit ton of money based on New York City Comic Con. Mm -hmm. All the hotels in that neighborhood make money off of it because people fly Mm -hmm. in for it. Um, All the local businesses make a lot of money, especially the businesses on 11th um, Avenue, 10th 10th Avenue, 9th Avenue, all the way to 8th Avenue. You know, and a lot of the hotels along 39th Street, 38th Street, 37th, you know. Sure. So even down to 34th Street, you know, all of these hotels were built specifically because of the conventions Mm -hmm. that take place there. Mm -hmm. So let's see. Let's see what happens. But the more information that I receive, you know, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on what's going on with Comic-Con. I'm not sure if we're going to be going to Comic-Con this year. Mm. And we are avid uh, uh, followers of Comic-Con. We Mm. go every year. Mm. You know, we've been going since day one. Mm. Um, Which, that was a whole interesting story. But that's Mm. (laughs) that's a whole other thing. Mm. Um, When the tickets were made out of paper. Let's Mm. put it that way. Mm. Uh, But, uh, yeah. I'm I'm hoping that that it's successful. And, um, like I said, I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, anything you want to bring up, Teddy? No, jeez, thanks for the segue. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I know, just straight to the point, like yeah, bam, <laughs> which is fine. Well, another thing that I that I read, which got me kind of excited, is the uh, another Marvel-related issue has to do with the uh, Secret Invasion Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. They've made mention that, of course, Samuel Jackson's gonna uh, reprise his role as Nick Fury okay. in the show. Um, but they've added Emilia Clark. Noise in this a show, which is the mother kind of, of the mother of dragons, another Game of Thrones actor in a Marvel show or a movie. We have several. I can go back to Infinity War with, and I forget his name. The name escapes me. But Infinity War, the uh, the actor who uh, forges uh, uh, um, Stormhammer. Um, Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yes, yes, from Game of Thrones. And then, of course, in the Eternals movie, the upcoming Eternals movie, two of the actors from... He played one of the... uh... Oh, my God. He was Lannister. He played one of the Lannisters. I can't believe his name escapes me. But in addition to him, two of the actors um, are in the uh, Eternals movie, upcoming Eternals movie. They Mm -hmm. were also in Game of Thrones. The one that played Rob Stark, and I forget his name. And the gentleman who plays Jon Snow. I can't believe I'm forgetting these names of these actors. <laughs> these great actors. Please forgive me. But, yeah, there's a Game of Thrones slash Marvel family that's starting to form right okay. now, which is kind of good. But I'm so excited to see that she's uh, joined Samuel Jackson and all the other cast members in the show to be in this uh, Secret Invasion uh, TV show. For those of you who don't know, Secret Invasion was a comic book uh, series where the scrolls, yes, you heard, the scrolls actually were on earth for a while impersonating uh people of earth whether they were impersonating superheroes or uh humans 
on Earth. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole big thing. It was a really good comic book series, which I have every issue. Yay, me. And I was under the impression, because of the... You, you, you've told me a lot about that story, and I was mm-hmm. under the impression that the scrolls were bad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I saw uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, and... They kind of flipped the script. Yeah, on that yeah. wasn't the case. And I was like, okay, well... Comic books, I mean, excuse me, comic book movies will tend to take creative licensing and do what they want to do. It's a different take. It's not It's not bad. Um, what I like what they're doing because, uh, in a sense, you know, if, if Marvel Comics is supposed to reflect the world outside our window, we could take solace in knowing that there's good and bad in almost every being for a, a lack of a better way of saying what I just said but I, in the comic book yeah secret secret invasion yeah the scrolls were known to be villains they wanted to conquer the universe and earth included and they did so by infiltrating earth as <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> distraction from the dog <laughs> I'll tell you that's great okay. but yeah but yeah, in the comic books, the uh, Squirrels were the villains. They were the villains on that series. In the MCU, we're, we're going... What I suspect is going to happen is that we may actually see some Squirrel villains. Uh, mm-hmm. Which which would make sense as to why they're personating certain characters. It'll be interesting to see if certain superheroes in the MCU were are actually Squirrels. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> Can you imagine? And you know what this does? This brings a question as to how long was Nick Fury up in space? Up in space, and how long was the scroll quote unquote uh, Nick Fury on Earth? Mm-hmm. Was Nick well, Fury involved in the whole thing during the Civil War in Captain America? Which Nick Fury was that? Was. Let's just hope that's not the case. <laughs> I know, know, I know. But just food for thought. Yeah. Just because then that's thought. just going to be... It's going to flip it again. Like, well, who was who? When was when, when did yeah. this happen? And all that stuff. You know what and, that means. We'll have to create a whole new timeline. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I feel like I'm just, you yeah. know, pulling mm-hmm. teeth at this point. Because mm-hmm. it just becomes a whole freaking, you know... Yeah. <laughs> issue, basically. Issue, yeah. Um... Okay, well, that's that's cool news. Mm-hmm. She's she's in the show. That's nice. Yeah, looking forward to seeing that. Nice. Um, anything else you want to bring uh, in? One thing I also read was that, according to Jeremy Ren- uh, Renner, uh, the actor who played Hawkeye, they actually wrapped up filming for the okay. Hawkeye show. And that's another thing I'm actually looking forward to seeing. It's, it's going to be, I believe, uh, sort of like a pass of a time mm-hmm. from one character of, to the next but in the comic books we do have two Hawkeyes one being played excuse me one Clinton Barton who was being played by Jen, Jeremy Renner and the other Kate Bishop who's another Hawkeye I believe they're going to be played by Haley Seinfeld mm-hmm. so and she's a wonderful actress I mean I definitely think that they're going to they're going to do like a younger Avengers Oh, that's right. I mean, I didn't mention that before. Yes, did. You know, so I, yeah. I think that they're introducing these characters to do the next phase mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that, and mm-hmm. have like a Young Avengers, so you know, kind of like work. the Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Yeah, you, hit it you know, just um, just it'll be a Young Avengers. 
Um, so if that happens, you know, that'll be cool. Um, I think that's that's a possibility because again, mm-hmm. like Miss Marvel, for example, she's being introduced. She has her own show, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Kate Bishop. Then they also introduced uh, Isaiah Bradley's um, grandson. Grandson, right? Um, then they also introduced uh, uh, Wanda's uh, kids. two kids mm-hmm. who are also in that group. Right. So. Um, and I think there was another one that was also being introduced as well. Ironheart. Ironheart, right. Who they, she's not technically a young Avenger, but they could put her, her in. Yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that that's, at this point, definitely a possibility, mm-hmm. you know. But let's, let's hope that, you know, more stuff for us to see. I think that'd be great. Some, some, you know, something to look forward to. Very, very mm-hmm. exciting. Um, last thing to bring up is a show that I was... A little captivated. Oh by. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. The Nevers. The Nevers. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's it's kind of like in a sci-fi, supernatural kind of vibe. Takes place in Victorian. Yeah. Era yeah, of London. Era of London, right? So the premise of the show is basically is that they had a supernatural event that changed the Victorian London. To its core, mm-hmm. and the show takes place in 1896. Mm-hmm. Um, the supernatural event caused abnormal abilities in people, mostly women. These abilities can go from beautiful wonders right. to like disturbing. Right. Okay. Um, but now these particular people who have been touched, because that's what they reference as, who have been right. touched, could be in grave danger. Mm-hmm. And then the show kind of like goes around um is built around these two women um to protect and shelter um these gifted what they call orphans because lots of times it's not just children um you know being uh given these gifts in a way these abilities but it's also um adults you know full-grown adults you know so they call them orphans and it kind of makes me feel like it's a it's a show that takes it does it is a show that takes place in the Victorian era, but it will it almost reminds me of like the X Men in a way. Yes. You know. Yes. So, with that, um, you know, it's it, it takes you know it's kind of like the X Men and all this stuff, and they have to figure out who's a villain. They have to figure out why they got these abilities. It's like they almost got mutated. So then, it's interesting. And there's also like a recruitment type of... Yeah, because uh, they have to go and help these people. Right, right. Um, and they, they're like, oh, do you want to come live with, live with us? And all that stuff. So it's fun. It is. And, you know, it's... The main characters are always kicking butt. Yeah. You know? Uh, the two main women, one of them has the ability to kind of ripple through time in a way. She has like yeah. little visions. Mm-hmm. And the other one is just like a genius inventor. Because she can see electricity in the air. Right. So, that's what's based around the two main female characters. And then they have to... The enemies is basically almost like the government. Mm -hmm. And then also the other mutated people that are causing havoc Mm -hmm. as well. Yes. I think think at this uh, point of the podcast, we're two episodes in. It's really good. It's captivating. I, I am engaged in the show. And... Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of similarities with uh, the whole X-Men type thing. Or there's definitely talk of, to a degree, discrimination. Um, 
sexism, mm-hmm. uh, inequality, mm-hmm. and so on. And it just takes place in the Victorian era in London. Because it seems like you know the people of high society are disturbed by these by these right. individuals, right. not because of their powers, but because these individuals are underclass, mm-hmm. and they have a way of stepping up. Right, right. So they're like, "Oh, I'm threatened because now my money can't save my ass," right, right. you know. So and we're then on going top of, to create the laws to try and suppress them. Right, and then on top of that, women are gaining a sense of strength. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Women are becoming powerful, mm. and the men of high society can't have that. They don't like it, you know. So that's what it's, you know, about right now. So it is like you said, it's two episodes in so mm. far. Um, I really like it. It almost mm. feels like X Men meets Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But a little bit of steampunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I get it. Um, and it's beautifully done, mm-hmm. you know, the costumes and everything, the era, and, you know, this, there's a lot of chauvinistic stuff going huh. on in that right. show. Um, yeah, so I, I look forward to seeing more. Now, they're breaking it up into two parts. Yeah. Season one is in two parts. Right. The two, either two, the two six episodes or two three episodes. No, parts. two six episodes. Two I think episodes. it's two six episodes, episodes because okay. the, the last six episodes, they're they haven't mentioned when they're gonna air it oh okay. okay um so yeah i was really surprised i just came across this show recently and and you know as i finished watching it um i was surprised to see who was the director creator producer mm. and writer mm. and that's all i'm gonna say about that so if you're interested in finding out why i was surprised take a look to see who it was Okay. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Enough said, as they say. Enough said. Yeah. Great, great, great. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening to our Shorter Bridge show for today. Um, Please follow us at at our Instagram and on Facebook at 527 Underground. If you have any questions or comments, uh, let us know. We'll be be more than happy to answer them when we can. So... Make sure you reach out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to us, guys. And have a great day. Take care.